What's up, ladies and gents of all shapes, colors, sizes, and ages? This is your boy Patrick with my friend Hayden here. Nice to meet you. There it is. Welcome into the first ever episode of. Uh, you haven't seen that? You don't have to say it with that upward inflection every time, no, but you um, do. You do. Yeah. Okay. My fault. Yeah. Oh, you, you haven't seen. Whoa, 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 buddy. What the fuck? You haven't seen that. Well, uh, you haven't seen that, but if you can tell by the episodes, a pretty pretty straightforward uh, podcast. We're going to be discussing movies that we have seen, movies we haven't seen yet, um, things we're seeing for the first time, things that, you know, when I tell people I haven't seen it, they go, you haven't seen that? Exactly. You're, you're Titanic, just to expose us a little bit. We haven't seen Titanic. That's a big, oh my God, you haven't seen that kind of movie? Yeah. My list is longer than Hayden's. Hayden's seen more movies than me, but... There's a lot of other ones in there. I haven't seen Die Hard. I haven't I, seen Die Hard. Really? I, I've heard it. All I hear about it is, is it a Christmas movie? But yeah. I don't know about that it. That comes up every holiday season. So we got tons of those. And, uh, you know, we're going to go episode by episode a couple times a week. Just, you know, letting you guys hear our, our, our takes on movies. You know, some movies we've seen a lot. Some movies we've never seen. And, you know, it's going to be our first time ever seeing it. And we're just going to we're gonna go through, talk about things we loved, hated, thought were silly, thought was dumb. You know, and, and and everything in between, and uh, try to try to give the people something to to enjoy about the movie they may like, or yep. find out about a movie they don't know. And every movie we talk about, we will be uh, grading on our patent pending. You haven't seen that grading scale? Patent pending. So the the way that's going to work is the scale is from uh, it's a scale of one to ten, um, but you're allowed to use as many decimal places as you want. Right. So, so we had to. Um, for an intro into what the first episode is going to be about, uh, we had to come up with a, a scale. And so uh, Hayden here said, well, we have to find out what to, in order to be able to correctly grade movies, we have to find out what's exactly a five on our scale of, of zero to 10. So we have to find out what's a five, not, not even a 5.001, just a five. Yeah, just five the flat. Mid, the most mid movie we could think of. Um, and as as lifelong Star Wars fans, we we landed on Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace. Yep, and the the time comes comes timely with the release of uh, the Disney Plus show Kenobi. So it uh, it all lines up. Yep, perfect so, storm. Yeah. So, so spoiler alert! Alert our uh, alert. Spoiler alert! <laughs> our our uh, our rating for oh shit yeah my Kenobi fault. is five. No, for episode one. Uh, episode uh, yeah. uh, Star Wars episode one, The Phantom Menace is five. I guess I damn first episode. I like gave away our <laughs> our end of the show rating. Go, the bro. First now everyone's tuning out right now. <laughs> well, we know the rating. <laughs> but um, so if you have seen Star Wars, if you haven't, um, I still think this is for you. But if you have, you're gonna enjoy this a lot too. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and, and grip it and rip it, man, and, and get right into it. Um, so. For those of you who don't know, Star Wars Episode One was released in 1999. This movie is 20, fuck, three years old at this mm-hmm. point. Um, directed by the one and only George Lucas. Um, box office reigned in a whopping, take a guess, how much you think they were got in the box office from this movie? Um, I don't know, that was back in the day and age. I feel like 100 million was, in, was, was fairly, or 500 million was fairly unheard of. I'm gonna say somewhere in the the six to seven hundred million range. Wait, you just—I mean, you're wrong, but you—I you, think you counter contradicted yourself. You no, said five hundred million was unheard of. Yeah, it was fairly. Like, it didn't like happen. Like little. Well, I yeah, as like oh, back back you meant like little okay. back then, the biggest movies were getting that. No, movies weren't hitting a billion yet. 
Right, 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 right. It's four hundred and seventy-four million. Damn. I was. I thought you were saying that like nobody ever saying, got to five hundred. No, I was saying like because because today's in today's age, the big movies are are clearing a billion, and I, I believe. Really? Yeah, I believe uh, Endgame hit two billion. Jesus Christ! But back back then, the the top tier movies, which I would believe a Star Wars revival yeah. would be in terms of box office, were uh, um, gonna be in that seven hundred million range. But yeah, I, I would be interested to see what other. I mean, I there's no way in hell this wasn't the number one movie in 1999. But I'd be interested to see what other movies in 1999 did at the box office. Um, this movie uh, was had a budget of 115 million, which I've also got to imagine in 1999 is a fucking lot on a movie. Um, but good for them, I guess they quoted they quoted their profits. So I got the um, stats on uh, box office in 1999. If you want to hear it, holler at me. Uh, so number one was Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Okay, can I take a guess at two? Um, I'm not gonna guess. Wait, it, what so did you say two. the total box office for this was? I said 474.5 mil. I wonder if that's like worldwide. This on domestic domestic box office for 1999. So I don't know. Maybe that movie spewed into a little bit of 2000. But for for 99, it was uh 430 million. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's still. But yeah, sure. You can guess number nine or number two. Can you just give me any hint? Because I don't know what movies came out in 1999. Bruce Willis. Die Hard. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know any other Bruce Willis movies. The Sixth Sense. I did not. Wouldn't have guessed that. In a million years. Uh, number three, Austin Power. I'll, I'll just go ahead and I'll I'll Rip go it. I'll do the top ten because I feel like these are all fairly heard of movies. Yeah. Uh, the Sixth Sense. Number three is Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Number four is Toy Story Two. Oh wow. Number five, The Matrix. Number six, Tarzan. Number seven, Big Daddy. Number eight, <laughs> The Mummy. Number nine, Runaway Bride. And number ten, The Blair Witch Project. Damn, the Matrix is talked about like the greatest, like most, like one of the craziest movies of all time. It didn't even beat Toy Story two. Pretty sure Toy Story three is fairly high up there in like the all time. Yeah, I think Toy Story three shed on most of them. I thought Toy Story four did too. Maybe it was four. I think four. I think the one after they took like a break. Interesting. Wait, which one just came out? Four just came out. So four maybe is, three. Yeah, four is the most recent. Three came out in like high school. Either way, um, so yeah, a lot of money at the at the box office. Uh, highest rated movie of 1999, which you would expect, being that you know the, one of the biggest franchises ever in like the 70s and 80s took like a 10, 15 year hiatus, and then came back. Um, and then uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie was given a 55 by um, critics, which you know kind of lines up with our score. When we, we didn't even know that when we rated this movie a, a 5 out of 10. So kudos to us. We are on the same level as movie movie, movie critics. So mm-hmm. that's that's kudos to us. Um, so, yeah. That's about all I got, you know, um, factually about Star Wars. I personally um, didn't. You know, I was two years old when this movie came out, so I didn't, like, see it in theaters or anything like that. I don't remember. This wasn't the first Star Wars movie I saw. I saw the originals before I saw this one. And then I don't think I actually got into and saw these movies until I got Lego Star Wars as a kid. I'm pretty sure I had seen 4, 5, and 6. I remember I saw those very young. But I think I didn't see this until after I'd played Lego Star Wars, so I kind of knew what happened. But <laughs> that just shows you how the impact that game had on my life. I So this movie was my like first exposure to Star Wars. I can't remember which friend's house I was at, but as a child... I went to a friend's house and they played this movie and I didn't like watch it intently to where I remembered everything. 
I remembered lightsabers. I remembered um, the Padawan braid, and I remembered Darth Maul. Yeah. But this this was my first. This movie was my first taste of Star Wars. The first Star Wars that I watched was Revenge of the like fully watched was Revenge of the Sith and in theaters when it came out. Oh wow! In like two thousand three. Damn. Yeah, but that's the first one you watched was the was episode three. That's the first one I like. You hadn't seen four, five, and six. Uh, that was the first one I watched like head to toe. I think it was like a. I I remember specifically I went. My grandpa took me to see episode three. And then he had the original trilogy on VHS, which he gave me to watch. And I, like, I, I put them on and watched them. I didn't, like, really retain anything. I really don't know when the first time I really sat down and, like, paid attention and watched all the Star Wars movies was. Wow. Yeah, I feel like, I think about this from time to time. Granted, we're a little, we're, we'll get back to episode, just episode one in a while, but, in a while. But I think about how, you know, if you watch Star Wars like start to finish one to six having no knowledge of it it's honestly got to be one of the craziest adventures you ever go on like at the end of three when you're just like holy shit this guy's darth vader it just kind of takes you for a loop but it's like it it, it's it's kind of weird how it it almost is ruined by the fact that they're prequels i don't know that's just a, a strange little take i had um but irregardless we can go ahead and get into the film um i know you had some 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 fun facts Oh yeah, let me at us. let me uh, pull up my fun facts. Um, so one of them is I just thought this was neat, and I I've never I've never heard of this being a thing in in our day and age. Uh, but apparently, the the trailer for this movie was such a big deal, and I hate we need to fix our setup because I, I hate how I'm not like looking at you when I talk. You just gotta sit over there. Yeah, I guess. so. <laughs> Let me shift. I mean, there's it's still not a good angle. Look, I'm leaning right here. I'm checking. I'm I'm checking you out, my Um, right. You're not wrong. I mean, it's not perfect for sure. But. So people, this trailer, people apparently bought uh, tickets. Here, let me see exactly what the movies they were. What movies they were. So. Oh, this is great. I, I meet, think I know where you're going. Meet Joe Black, The Water Boy, and The Siege were the first three movies to have the trailer for this movie attached. And people would buy tickets for those movies specifically to come see the trailer, and a lot of people would like get up and leave. Wow! Uh, after the trailer happened, not even watch the movie. So a lot of theaters started playing trailers after the movie to get uh, people to watch. Yeah, the movie? so people would actually stay for the movie. What? I mean, as a business model, I don't give a damn if y'all stay. I guess. I, I guess I you mean, have to I buy guess, popcorn if you I stay. guess probably the production company wanted wanted it that way or and something. Yeah, I, I guess if you're also the movie theater, I don't know how movie tickets work, but I would assume the movie theater themselves don't make money off the tickets; they make money off the popcorn and shit. And if you're just gonna watch a trailer and leave, you're not gonna buy snacks. Yeah, true. So I guess that's probably part of that. But that's insane that those movies, their ticket sales got a spike out of this trailer. Mm -hmm. um, before YouTube, for sure. So some more fun facts. Um, George Lucas, he made billions of dollars off of merch for this movie, which is more commonplace today, but apparently, like, back then, it wasn't, like, like, every toy store was filled with, like, nothing but Phantom Menace merch, and, uh, apparently, uh, this is, like, the, the trailblazer for that. I know, like, with every big Marvel movie and every right. big movie now, like, you go to Target and there's, like, an unlimited amount of like little toys and knickknacks, Funko Pops and whatnot of the movie, but apparently that wasn't the case way back when. 
this is all starting to make me realize i mean i guess i guess i knew it from the jump but like them coming back and making a sequel trilogy like i knew it was like a money grab but like my heart was like no they're just they love star wars Hmm. and like you saying that is making me realize man they probably just brought this they probably made another fucking 50 billion off this sequel trilogy Hmm. and and that's that's why they did that uh another fun fact which which i feel like is known by most people um Kira Knightley is the um the like the the body double for for Padme Queen Amidala in the movie. Um apparently I I didn't take the time to confirm this, but I I I've pretty sure I read before that the whole like body double thing wasn't uh like a part of the movie. They just showed up. Kira Knightley was like an extra and they looked so much alike that they just wrote it in. And apparently, like in makeup and stuff, like their parents actually like got them confused on set, Jeez. which is pretty crazy. And then another another cameo, or not really cameo, but um, another handmade was Sofia Coppola. Coppola, I don't know how to pronounce the name. Nope, no the daughter, the daughter of the director of the Godfather movies one and two, the was daughter, the daughter of the director of the Godfather. yeah, and like their whole family, like she she has directed movies, and like their whole family is pretty pretty a big deal and in movie world but she was another one of Padme's handmaids in the movie gotcha interessante mm-hmm. interessante um another one that like a lot of people know the dude who played Darth Maul like did like fucking martial arts training and did like all, all of the moves were what were I him. didn't know that. like he wasn't like strapped up to some shit I didn't know that that's crazy yeah another fun fact this one's called could have been Qui-Gon um, <laughs> before Liam Neeson was casted, uh, George Lucas considered Morgan Freeman, Tom Hanks, Kurt Russell, and Denzel. Yeah, Denzel's the fucking mm-hmm. best. That'd have been sick. Morgan Freeman would have been a good one too. I feel like Tom Hanks would have been pretty, it would have been a silly one. Uh, apparently, Tupac auditioned for Mace Windu. Yeah, as much as I as much as I uh, like Tupac, kind of kind of glad that <laughs> one ended up with Sammy. <laughs> um. Jake Lloyd, the the kid that played Baby Anakin, yeah, he was only oh, yeah. he was only ever in one other movie after this, and that's just so wild because you you would you should milk the fuck out of that, yeah. Like I was Baby Anakin. Granted, his acting was we'll get to that later, but and another one I thought this was crazy, and this is more of like a niche Star Wars fan, uh, Wedge, you know the fucking uh, uh, X wing pilot from the original Star Wars movie. He's yeah. one of like the the ones helping blow up the Death Star and shit. Right. He is um Big Red. He's Ewan McGregor's um fucking uncle. Oh wow. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So that's neat. Damn. Um There's a lot there's a lot of really interesting little things about this movie. Those are the those are the funnest facts. Uh you have there's in the scene in the Senate, um when there's like yeah, a, a representative of like all of the different like planets, I guess. And there, one of them you can see are like ET from like the Spielberg movie ET. They're like that kind of alien, and apparently it was some kind of like under the table deal that George Lucas and Steven Spielberg had. <laughs> I didn't know it was like that. Yeah, I thought I I read somewhere that like I guess there's a Star Wars poster in ET somewhere, and it was like they just uh... kind of gave each other like a nod in their movies. But we have to remember that for when Ant Man Quantum Mania comes out, and they're going through universes. That ET and Star Wars are in the same universe, so 
we must remember that. That's true. It'll all come back together. That's true. It also circles back. Um, last one, still just another another little random. If if you wait till the very very end credits, you can hear like at the very end of the credits, you can hear Darth Darth Vader breathing. So I just think that's neat. Oh yeah, I didn't neat know little that. I actually I've never seen the post credits. So I I rewatched the other day, and I I. Uh, I rewatched a couple times. I rewatched one time and fell asleep during, <laughs> and then I woke up at the end of the credits and I was like, "Why the Why the fuck do they have Darth Vader on here? Why is Where's oh, that wow. coming from?" And then I read this later that it's kind of like a an Easter egg. That's one. I wonder if they do that at all the prequels. Probably just the tune in to find out. Yeah, right. That's actually really cool. I feel like the the this movie. I mean, it's like obvious, but it's like it's very. There's more like nods at Darth Vader in this movie than like in the other prequels. I feel like, like you hear like his theme song, like every time like baby Anakin like does like, I don't know, maybe that's just me, but that's just a personal opinion. Interesting. A little IMO there. Well, what did you think of the film, Patrick? Well, I, uh, so (laughs) this is, it's hard for me to do this. Just simply because we're doing this separate from any from the other Star Wars movies, but we, we're gonna we're gonna do all the other ones, so it's not like a we'll continue this conversation at some point. But when I sat there and just watched it by myself, I was like, you know, this has some corny bits to it, and it's not, you know, but it it's not the worst movie I've watched. You know, I was sitting there like, you know, this gets shit on, but like, you know, Jar Jar is fucking dumb and annoying, and I and and that part is is. It's pretty silly. But then I started to think about it in two different contexts that made me hate the movie a little bit. Was, one, imagine you're like a diehard Star Wars fan. Just basically imagine if Marvel just stopped making movies, right? And then 15 years later, they came back. And you're just fucking hyped up. And 15 minutes in, you just meet your least favorite character in all of it. So I I can imagine that if you're a Star Wars fan in, like, the 80s, just, like, so excited. This is probably, like, the most exciting moment of your life. And you meet Jar Jar Binks, like, 10, 15 minutes in. You're probably like, what the fuck am I watching? (laughs) And when I put that context on it, I was like, yeah, I hate this a little more. And then also it's like, you've always told me this, and I... I always like agreed with you, but I never really like understood why until I was sitting there until I watched episode two. But this movie, they could have condensed everything that happened in this movie into about 30 minutes and then gone on to something else. Yeah. It's it's very, it's not the worst standalone movie, but when you put it in the context of two and three, it's like, Oh, we didn't need to do like any of this really. We didn't need, we needed to see about 20. You could have just shown them like meeting Anakin basically done duel of the fates and then the second half of one could have been obi-wan training anakin yeah but instead it was just there's a bunch of kid stuff some cool stuff in this i like i i think like <coughs> excuse me he's getting choked up <laughs> if you want to save yourself some time re-watching all the star wars movies you can probably completely omit this one because it's like yeah it doesn't like it doesn't give you any knowledge that you need to have like to understand anything in the other ones like it's got some cool shit like Qui-Gon's very cool that you can't get in and, and like that's that's the thing they pretty much at least for the movies like they they got rid of the the, the two coolest parts Qui-Gon right. and Darth Maul right and then everything just like picks back up however many years later in Attack of the Clones so yeah, it's, and like, it's like it's not like his I guess his mother 
is kind of relevant to the remainder of the story. But again, you could have just done the whole his family's a slave. They go to they land there on the planet, blah, 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 Darth Maul. You could have done that in 45 minutes. Yeah. And then the the last 45 minutes to an hour could have been him growing up with Obi-Wan. Then that makes again, we'll do, I'll talk about this more when we do two, but that would have made two better for me. Because when I got to two, you just get there and they just throw you right in like, oh, like Anakin's kind of having this little bit of an internal crisis, but it's not like too major yet. But it's like I didn't get to see any buildup from that because I just had to watch two hours of him just walking around as a fucking eight-year-old. Yeah. Hitting on hitting on Padme or whatever. Yes. So that's my, my overall consensus of the film is like, it's like, that's why I, that's why I say it's a five out of ten because it's like, it, if you just like are like want to sit down and watch a movie, it's got some cool parts and you're gonna be all right with it. But like, as an overall story, it's just it's just there. It's not. It's just so pointless, really. So. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Like it's it's a it gets it gets an awful awful reception from Star Wars fan like big right. time Star Wars fans like as it should because it just kind of pointlessly introduces like a bunch of ideas that like mean nothing like the midichlorians fucking mean nothing to the rest of the shit jar jar i i personally have a different opinion on jar jar than most people because like i said this is the first movie i ever saw i was a kid like young kid when i saw it so i liked jar jar and i still like right i, I was kind of with you I, at the time. like jar jar is a, a goofy character but to me i i i have no ill will towards jar jar but i could see yeah like i'm trying to think of a movie as an example like if if they did a prequels of the Dark Knight trilogy and just made that's a fucking made great made Thomas Wayne just an absolute fucking moronic goofball like silly that's like obviously supposed to be made for kids like I would probably hate the character right but like and that's what I kind of when I when I rewatched it I was like oh yeah that's why people hate him so because much. when I was I was a child whenever I like learned about these movies watched the movie for the first time. I like, I was the market that Jar Jar hit. So kudos. You yeah, I mean maybe that was their plan, but like I mean it's also like when I was watching it, I was like, again, big Marvel movie fan. I was like, you know, Marvel kind of follows this same like formula where there's like a comedic relief character, like a character specifically built for that. Whereas like a lot of older movies didn't do that. Like the original Star Wars didn't really yeah. do that. So it's like I kind of get it. His character was just a little. To me, it was like a little over-the-top goofy. I honestly think, because I've given the same take about the Star Wars, or the Clone Wars animated show, I think Star Wars tries really hard, like every time they start, or they used to at least when they started something, to to rope in like the younger demographic and make them Star Wars fans. And I think Jar Jar and young Anakin were their attempt at this for The Phantom Menace. I've always said with the Clone Wars animated show, the first season feels to me like so much more that it was made to be a kid show. Yeah. And then it actually turns into very awesome, like Star Wars storytelling, awesome characters, all that shit. But the first season does seem like much more kiddish to me. Yeah. And I mean, that probably is, I guess, what they're doing because it's like you're trying to keep a franchise going that started 50 years ago at this yeah. point. So it's like, I guess you kind of have to do that. But it's like, I don't know. It just. When you're when you're watching it, I was just like, I, I I don't mind it, I guess, too too much. It's kind of annoying, but I was like, yeah. bro, if I had if I had been a Star Wars fan and I had been waiting ten fifteen years for y'all to come out with another Star Wars movie, 
and like yeah. I, I got I got this motherfucker yelling Misa thinks like ten minutes in oh I'd have been fucking yeah. pissed off. Back to the film though and my thoughts on it. I I think the biggest reason that it gets shit on, to my knowledge, are one like what I just said, like the childish stuff, and two, I I think at the t- I think a lot of people hated the CGI at the time because yeah. it was like CGI wasn't like is not what it was today so it just looked like very not good but they tried to do a lot of it because yeah. it was better than the like original trilogy yeah but um yeah I don't think like I I don't I don't as just like a standalone movie I don't hate the story I don't I don't dislike any of the characters I could understand why you would dislike Jar Jar or, or the Gungans as a whole yeah, honestly, I, that's what I thought when I was real. I was like, Jar Jar bothers me a little, but that, the Gungans bothered me more. I just thought yeah. they were fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, I could have. I was like, we could have done without that shit. No, I love spitting I all over him. the fucking camera. And then, uh, the but camera. it's still Duel of Fates and um, the Pod Race. I think are are still two two of the best uh, sequences in in all of Star Wars. Yeah, and what you know what sucked about it though is that. At least the pod race, man. When I was rewatching it, and I, I, I got a feeling you're gonna, you're gonna differ my opinion here. Even the pod race to me felt very like not important. As cool as it was, like I was watching it, kind of like you didn't like we didn't we didn't need this. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. You didn't need it. Like I it was mean, just you, like I, it was you, cool, but it was just you, like wow. You definitely didn't need it to be as long as it was. Right. In the tense of the story of episode one, the story of, hey, they, they've got to free them from slavery. Oh, this is how we're going to free them. Like, I guess. But again, it's just like this was a 25 minute, 20 minute race. That's very cool. But like in the grand scheme of things, it's like, OK, OK. It's just there. I feel like yeah. I don't know. I, I guess that's the, that's the movie as a whole. This is such a, a movie. The movie just makes me feel so indifferent because, like you said, like I enjoyed the pod race, and I enjoyed the fuck out of the duel of the fates, but just like the the whole. I will tell you the one other thing I did like about the movie, and this is again, please stop me from going too far off track. This is another reason the the sequel trilogy kind of pissed me off. Is the original trilogy and this one did a good job of bringing politics of the the world that that world into it and showing why this thing is happening we're trying to stop this war politically we have this going on so we are with these jedi knights they help us with this but it's about like well i'm a senator i have to do this and it's like the politics of it i was like this is cool in a that, sense. and that i enjoyed would be that the so for like the whole trying to rope in the children thing the whole like You're right, political yeah. uh, scavenger hunt that you have to go on to 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 figure everything out, what's going on, and who's wanting what to happen for why. It's that it's kind of confusing. Like it's you're it's, not wrong. It's it's pretty like unnecessarily complex in that sense. But yeah, still, you know, it it wouldn't have been a bad idea for us to like read the plot to this movie before we started on this whole spiel. Right to see exactly what, it, like, I mean, just was. to just kind of stay on track. Not even that. Just I I feel like we've just been talking about scenes and didn't, haven't really even talked about what the whole movie's about. Well, why don't you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> a, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> well, dude, that was gonna if I mean, 
if we're gonna talk about that that was one thing that i like hated about or another like little comparison between movies if i can if i could find it real quick you know one thing i really liked about this movie and about all three of the prequels was that the whatever that shit is called the beginning slide yeah like the 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 verbiage and like the language that they use is like very just like robust and just like i don't know i enjoyed the shit out of it for some reason but um i guess we we should just go over what the movie was in a sense i mean it's a basic 32 years before the original trilogy during the era of the galactic republic the plot follows jedi master qui-gon jinn and his apprentice obi-wan kenobi as they try to protect Queen Padme Amidala of Naboo in hopes of securing a peaceful end to the interplanetary trade dispute. Joined by Anakin Skywalker, a young slave with unusually strong natural powers of the Force, they simultaneously contend with the mysterious return of the Sith. It's just, yeah, and I think, I don't know, I think it's like a cool... When you read that, it, like, makes you think, like, I guess this movie wasn't completely irrelevant, but then it's also, like, again, all that could have been summed up in about 30 minutes of movie time. Yeah. It's, like, there's there's this, there's a princess, she, they're trying to assassinate, someone's trying to assassinate her, we're trying to settle some trade disputes, all of a sudden, Sith Lords we haven't seen in decades pull up. We got. We find a little boy that's got hella powers. We could. We could have solved that. Boom, boom, boom. There are a lot of movies that, as a matter of fact, fucking just like spend three minutes on stuff like that at the beginning. You know what I mean? They just tell you like, like this is what's happening. This just happened. But instead, Star Wars takes all of that and puts it into about forty-five minutes of film, and then gets yeah. to their point, and then goes. I agree. You definitely could have easily had a quick Anakin monologue at the start of the Attack of the Clones, where he was just like. Thank God you and Master Qui-Gon rescued me from slavery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then Obi-Wan's just all like, I'll, I'll never forget that Master Qui-Gon. There's like a quick flashback of Darth Maul stabbing him in the stomach or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's, I mean, but just, that, that's really how it is. But, I mean, like we said, we, we this is a weird and different movie because we both said it was a perfect 5 out of 10 movie. Um so I'll go ahead and ask you, since we already kind of said, you know, we like the Padres, Duel of the Fates and everything. What was what was your number one just least favorite? It could be like a two-second thing that happened in the movie. What was your number one just least favorite thing about the movie? Um, hmm. See, it's still it's still a Star Wars that I hold near and dear to my heart. I, I thought Jake Taylor, the Anakin kid, is obviously a kid god-awful acting. Yeah, his acting sucked. And I don't know why this just popped into my head. The The scene I remember the most from like when I saw it as a child was when Anakin first shows them the pod racer and Jar Jar gets his tongue stuck in the little like electric beam between the yeah. engines. And I... And goes numb for a little bit. Yeah, that was incredibly stupid. I was gonna. It's funny you say that because my two least favorite parts were the two times in the movie where young Anakin goes yippee. Oh, like when uh, just, when, when fucking Qui Gon lifts him up to put him in the cockpit of the pod racer. Yeah, or just when he. It's just that kid. I mean, we can talk shit about him now because he, he he fucking older than us. So, but that 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 kid was a god awful actor. I, you know, the other point of the movie. This isn't my least favorite. But it's something I think I might have asked you about this, and like we didn't end up talking about it. But like, so in the one of the first scenes of the movie, they um they're trying to kill 
Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon with that like poisonous gas or whatever it is that's like in the room. Yeah. They get out of the room, right? The droids come, start shooting at them. Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are just like, we got to go to this thing. And they just like force mm-hmm. super speed off into another direction. That is never touched again in Star Wars. Yeah, I know. That's never touched again in nine episodes of this, f- nine fucking movies. There's, that is never seen ever again. Not even in the same episode. And I was like, do we we're just going to act like that didn't happen? There's the only f- one Qui-Gon, brother. I guess. <laughs> the motherfuckers just turned into the Flash for like literally one second. They never did it again. They're fucking chasing Darth Maul. They didn't want to do that shit. It's just, I was like, and I didn't even notice it. This is probably like the, the, when we rewatched this, this is probably like the 10th or 12th time I've seen episode one in my life, like all the way through. And that was the first time I'd even like noticed that. I was yeah. like, what, wouldn't the, what the fuck was that? <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to have to throw that in my, I guess, worst category. Cause that just, yeah, that is silly. That one just came out of left field. What, what is, what do you think is the best scene? I mean, I, to me, it's it's not relatively close because the Duel of the Fates is is very very awesome, and it's like the so many things about it are awesome. It's it's up there. It, if we were ranking, which ooh, we're gonna have to do one day now that I think about it, if we were ranking like our favorite Star Wars like scenes and or battles, like I, I I'd be hard pressed for it to not be in my top five. Like the music in it is fucking awesome. The, the choreography of the battle is so awesome. You've got, I mean, I don't know, you're trying to find a way to have a guy with two lightsabers fighting two guys, and somehow they made it look so effortlessly awesome. My favorite part is still whenever, like, they're in the little things that are closing the red beams, and, like, Qui-Gon, like, sits there and, like, meditates in between. Yeah. While you see, like, Darth Maul, like, filling himself up with, like, rage, in a sense. And, like, like Qui-Gon's just sitting there, like, being calm. I thought that was, like, the coolest part. Yeah, it was big pimping. So that's, I mean, uh, sorry to take yours, probably, but cause there's only not too many great. But, I mean, you, I don't know what your what yours would be. But to me, that's just so, such a fucking awesome scene. I, I enjoy, I said I like the pod race already. There's no really one specific moment of the pod race that I, I, I do think it's funny how they have like iPads to watch the pod race on now. I'm thinking about it. And you know what? Uh, sorry to cut you, but the iPads also just follow. Yeah. That one specific. race. Their their pod. Their iPad only followed Anakin. Yeah, that is funny. Um, I like, I like, uh, I like Qui Gon speaking to the council. Yeah. Just telling him about the fucking how Anakin's the chosen one and how he's gonna train them. Pretty much big dicks Yoda. He's like, I'm, I'm gonna train him anyway. Yeah, Yoda. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> Go ahead and tell him what uh what part what you don't like about the pod race. The one thing about the pod race. What is it? Well, when we were sitting here watching <laughs> it, Hayden goes, "I'll tell you the one thing." Oh, I fucking hate Sebul- the way Sebulba's the, pod yeah, sounds. Yeah, the fucking sound of Sebulba's it's that's funny as fuck. A very nitpicky one. Oh well, if we're gonna tie this into Lego Star Wars, also the pod race on Lego Star Wars might be my favorite Lego Star Wars mission. Damn, I've got the Lego Star Wars like full Skywalker saga. I, I never, I didn't play Episode One. I should go do that on the new one. Yeah, I wonder how it is because I've heard they changed up a good bit of like uh, the gameplay and stuff. But I've only played like the original one. Bro, that pod race, I remember going back and playing that so many times after I beat it because it was just the most fun fucking one out of all of them. So, but yeah, those are, I mean, consensus amongst most people. Those are 
run away the two best scenes. Yeah. I'm trying to think of if any other scene even like like even like the Naboo battle wasn't I didn't I didn't enjoy it. They fucking this is my only thing about Jar Jar, man, is that they just like it's one thing to be like a comedic relief, but he was just like they made him like a vital part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, like they were showing him like in battle and stuff, and I was like, yo, like we don't we don't fucking need this. Like when he was totally dunking those those like EMP grenades straight down that tank. Yeah. Um. Oh. Another scene that I, I I'll I'll call this my my least favorite scene actually. Fucking, um. Anakin's emotional goodbye from C-3PO. Oh, that wasn't emotional. I'll tell mom not to sell you. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker spent like just days and weeks working on this bot just to be like, all right, later. Sorry, that kid I never was not got a good actor. What did man. he say? That's Sorry. why he didn't fucking act in anything else. Yeah. He probably tried. He definitely tried. I mean, I'm sure he was he was well compensated for that movie, but. Yeah, but that, that, that shit was rough. I will say this, though, and I, this this rolls into episode two also. But uh, one thing that I did like about the movie is, uh, for as bad as acting as the Anakin character was, he's got, he's got some game to him. He fucking Padme walks in there and he goes, angel? "Are you an angel?" <laughs> she said, "What? An angel?" I was like, "Yo, I mean, someone my age couldn't say that and get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like, they'd be like, that's corny as fuck." But a, a little kid says that, and then hey, work for him, mm-hmm. Big Annie, big old. <laughs> That's, there's a reason they call him Big Annie. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's got a lot more than midichlorians. <laughs> um, that's that's really it. the only other. I mean, I just I don't know the 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 Gungan the Gungans in general. Like another part of the movie that kind of rubbed me, I guess, the wrong way was like the end of it when it's like that ceremony they're mm-hmm. having, and it's like the. She hands the Gungan that fucking ball of energy or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's just like, why are we making these them so important? They're completely irrelevant to everything that happens. What so, was the what was the King Gungan guy's name? Jar Jar Thinks. Oh, that is funny. Thank you. Thank you. You could have at least laughed. <laughs> given me a little bit. I was trying to come up with one of my head. What's funny is I almost said Jar Jar Binks. Like thinking that was Rugor Nas. The confident and proud ruler of the Gungan people. Yeah, I think you're completely right because I do remember as a kid watching this movie, and my favorite line was, "Oh, Jaja, you saying a big doo doo now? You say no thinking you's greater than the Gungans? Misa likey this. Maybe we saw being friends." <laughs> That's gonna be the punishment for our fantasy football league next year. Is you have to go to work for a week speaking Gungan. <laughs> Gungan. Misa thinks you should buy this. <laughs> Yeah, so um overall, I mean movies movies r- relatively mid. Again, I I still encourage anyone to watch it cuz it's got some cool parts to it. It's got some interesting stories. I I think they did casting really other than Anakin, little Anakin. I think casting was pretty sweet. Yeah, they nailed Sebulba. They na- <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Damn it. I, I had a good joke there, and I couldn't think of an, a celebrity I thought was really ugly off the top of my head. But, Damn. Um, but, like, Liam Neeson was, was fucking fantastic as Qui-Gon. So I think they, they overall, it's it's a movie worth watching, but if, you're, if your plan is to sit down and watch every Star Wars in the span of two or three days, just know that you're not going to really need it. Yeah. That's basically where, where I reside with that. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, you got you got anything else on it? No, that's it. I, I can't think of really too much. Yeah, I just feel like I've said it a bunch of times. I personally enjoyed the Phantom Menace because it's what got me started on Star Wars. But I also recognize that it's it is no more than an okay movie at its core. So here's a question where I'm gonna I'm gonna ask it, but you can't fully answer it because we're gonna what we need to do is after we finish, we need to finish all of them. And then have a giant conversation on this. But I will ask you, it is the most irrelevant. I think that's easy to say. Is it the worst Star Wars movie? You don't have to tell me which one you think is. But is it the worst? Uh, Probably, yeah. I, I, think, it, I think it is too. I think. But I'm, I'm going to have to. I know a lot of people have low opinions on Return of the Jedi. And I know really, that, yeah. They have that's crazy. I've, I didn't know people had low opinions on that. Yeah, I think pretty consensusly, I I believe people say that that episode six is by far the worst of the original trilogy. And wow, I that's crazy. Maybe I'm capping. Um, I mean, I'm not saying you like. I don't know what people have told you. In my personal opinion, I thought six was pretty awesome, and most people I've seen rank them have have all three of the original trilogies pretty high up their rankings of of Star Wars movies. I, I have this one. I don't know if it'd be my least favorite, but it's it's definitely my least favorite prequel after watching all of them again. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I feel like Jedi is usually the worst, like rated the worst of the original trilogy. But it's it's I a, could get behind that. It's an 83 on Rot Tom, so maybe I'm thinking Rise of Skywalker, which yeah. a lot of people do hate. Which I do not. I need to rewatch it. I honestly haven't. That's why like, I'm excited for us to go through all these. I have. We get through the end of this, it's gonna get. It's gonna be an argument. I haven't rewatched the Rise of Skywalker. Like I've put it on and like watched parts of it. I haven't like sat down and locked in and watched the whole movie since I saw it in theaters because the kiss pissed me off so bad. Yeah, it's. So I'll have to reevaluate my opinion of the film. Like, if you think the Gungans bring down the score of Phantom Menace, <laughs> buddy, I'll tell you, that kiss brings down the score of that one a good bit. But I am excited to sit down and watch every single one in order and then get to that one. Because I, I can already tell you, man, like, the prequels, it's so funny how they aged. Because remember when they, like, like when we were younger, like, the prequels were super shit on. Like, they people talked about the prequels like they were just, like... The way they talk about the sequel trilogy, yeah, like, that's everyone true. just hated. And like we've been going back, and you know, I, I'm I've seen three. Three is the Star Wars movie I've seen the most, so I've seen it a billion times. So I know how I feel on it. And I just rewatched one and two recently, and like I'm sitting here like, I people hated two. I didn't hate two. I really didn't at all. I also didn't hate two. This one's and just I love three. Yeah, three's fantastic. So I'm sitting here like, I mean, I guess one. I don't know. I don't know. I just had to ask you that because I was sitting here like, you know, we're talking about how it's like got its bad parts and everything like that. But it's like you always you you told me one time it's like no, the biggest Star Wars critics are Star Wars fans. Yeah, no, that's no one hates Star no Wars one hates more Star than Star Wars, Wars fans. Star Wars fans. Yeah. It's facts. And it's it's it is so true. It's like every Star Wars fan is like the prequels fucking suck, and I watch them and I'm like, as a Star Wars fan, how do you hate some of this? There, some of I it's feel corny, like there yeah, there is no Star Wars fan that will tell you that they absolutely love all three trilogies. No, like the trilogies as a whole. Yeah, yeah, no. Like I feel like a majority. I mean, most. I guess most people will. I mean, there's probably like young bucks that'll tell you the original trilogy sucks. But I feel right. like most most Star Wars fans either 
think the prequels or the sequel trilogy is awful. Yeah. As a as like a whole. Right. But I mean, as a as a starting movie, this was definitely not the greatest start to a a, a series of movies. But it's it's there and it's it's five out of ten, like we said. So, yes. Hey. It is what it is. Well, as a finisher, a little a little Wednesday finisher for us. <laughs> <laughs> uh we are gonna we're gonna throw in it's time for some power rankings. Um you know, just power rankings are the best. You just it's not I don't do I need much more of an explanation other than power rankings are awesome. That's true. So we are going to power rank in honor of um Jar Jar Binks being the most exploited side character in the history of movies, we are going to rank our favorite Star Wars side characters. I, I say we don't even go over the parameters here because yeah. I, I got this feeling that we're going to end up being like, is that really a side character? Go, don't so. go too main of a character. Yeah, I won't. So Are we doing five, three? Yeah, uh, It's up to you. We'll do five. Uh, I like five. So You want to start with five or one? Or should we just do five that we like in no particular order? I don't have mine listed out. These are all going to be coming off the top of my head. Then you can just list them. Try to go five to one. Um, five to one. But just, just, just go for it. Babu Frick at five. Okay, solid. Um, for anyone that doesn't know Babu Frick, hey, hey. Yes. <laughs> um, number one. <laughs> number one is K two S O from Rogue One. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, my number two, uh, Maz Kanata. It's going to be so impossible to remember the order of yours. <laughs> nah, number one is K2SO, two, Maz Kanata. That's a good one. Three. Big new movie guy. Three, three, three. I feel like C3PO and R2 are the obvious answer, so I'm not, and I wouldn't even consider them side characters. Yeah. They're, I think, They're the only two characters, fun fact, that are in every single mm-hmm. or in all nine original movies. That's true. That's true. Um, listen to me here. Black Kershank from oh uh, from, from Boba, Fett. Boba Fett. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's a good one. That's funny. And then I will go. I've always been a big Sebulba fan, so I will go Sebulba. Ew, that's the only one I can't get on board with you. <laughs> Sebulba sucks. And then number five was Babu Frick. Okay, solid list, solid list. Um, they're going to have completely different lists, but I, I do like yours, but mine's got a lot of a, original six movie in it. Yours had a lot of newer movies in and it. And my thought was more like, I don't know, Maz Kanata might be a bit too too main. No, I don't know. I, I was, don't think so. I, I, my original thought was to try to base it off just like the random obscure background characters. Like your, Yeah, that's kind of how damn, mine is. Can but... I slide Kit Fisto in somewhere? Okay. Kit Fisto and Plo Koon are honorable mentions for me. Damn. Well, I'll go ahead. and st- Since we're not really going in too much of an order, I'll go ahead and start by saying that... Actually, I'll go in an order. At number one, I had Plo Koon. <laughs> and then... Uh, at number two, I had Kit Fisto. So we'll go ahead and get those two out of the way since you got those there. Put Rose at number 5,000. Yeah. Me. Oh, she's not even a fucking character. I guess if you watch the Clone Wars a good bit, Plo Koon's less of a side character in yeah. like all the Clone Wars stuff. Kit Fisto's a side character. Yeah. But Plo, Koon, Plo Koon's an, it's an iffy, so I may kind of take that off. This one, this one I'm going to tell you the name, and then I'll give you a guess as to what he is. 
His name is Admiral Kanan Antonio Mati. I don't know. He's from the original trilogy. Do you have any guesses as to what was? Oh, is he Ewok? No, his name's Admiral. Uh, Do do, do they not have military ranks in the Ewoks? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That's fucking funny as fuck. You think that an Ewok named Admiral Antonio? (laughs) I mean, I the way you. The way you prefaced this made me think that it would be something that I wouldn't think would be named that. That's funny as fuck. No, he is the guy who... Uh, they have to have some kind of leadership in the in the Ewok military. They're not... <laughs> you see how coordinated they are? <laughs> it's just names Admiral Antonio. What's an Ewok's name? Name an Ewok. I don't... The, I mean, the, the Do main... Do they have any names? The main one does. I, I never What's remember his name? his name. I feel like they... I feel like I remember them having names. This man's name is Antonio. <laughs> but, um... So, Admiral Canon Antonio Mati. To be fair, I didn't know his fucking name either. I doubt anyone really does. I just remembered what he did. Wicket W. Warwick. Oh, wow. And Gorax are the name of two Ewoks. Gorax, fuck yeah. But Admiral Antonio was the guy who Darth Vader, um, who yelled at Darth Vader, and he was like, your faith is disgusting, and he, like, choked him without looking at him. Yeah. That was that guy. Not a great character, but I just think that's a very cool scene. Yeah. So I'm putting him on my list. Uh, at number four, I got my man Greedo. Just because Greedo, that's the definition of the best side character because he genuinely has, like, no importance at all. But for some reason, every Star Wars fan knows who he is. Yeah. I mean, if it, if it weren't for, uh, if we were just talking original trilogy, then I feel like it'd be Boba Fett by a long shot. It's crazy how like famous Boba Fett was for doing nothing, nothing yeah. at all. Like he literally was for just flying there and up died. and getting eaten by the Sarlacc. That's so true. I never even thought about that. Yeah, crazy. That is weird. Yeah, he was big. He was big in like in on toys. He's a big toy guy. Like his his huh. action figures and like merch were very very popular. Right, but he didn't do anything. Django Fett did more in the movies than Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Very interessante. I never even thought about that. And then I have to close mine out number five with Babu Frick. Nice. Babu Frick was, you know, I'm not going to give away my opinions on The Last Skywalker, but I will easily say that that was, I've never, like, smiled so hard in a movie theater as when Babu Frick was like, hey, hey, hey. I was very happy with that. <laughs> so, so fuck yeah to Babu Frick. Yeah, that was funny. So, that's a, that's our little power rankings of, of Star Wars side characters. Um, and yeah, that was Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Minos. And this has been our first episode of... You haven't seen that? Dude, you, you seriously haven't seen that? So yeah, uh, tune in next. We're about to... We're going to run through some Star Wars things, but we're going to throw in other things. This isn't going to be strictly like 10 straight Star Wars episodes. The and next the one's probably going to be Attack of the Clones, though. But The plan is... No one's still listening. <laughs> Let him in on it, man. Let him know. The plan is to like not, not do stuff like this all the time where it's like we... Like, obviously, we're passionate about Star... Like, the whole name of the fucking podcast. We want to watch movies... That we haven't seen. That, like, we haven't seen, we have no opinion on, and then talk about them. But we we started this by, by saying we wanted to talk about movies, and the best play... I mean, like you said, Star Wars is probably... Star Wars and Marvel are probably the two franchises where we both have seen it a good bit and both have opinions and can talk about it, so we're like, hey, fuck it. Yeah. Start here, but... 
there'll be a lot of other stuff. We'll be talking Star Wars. We'll be talking current movies, old movies, all kinds of things. So if you are still listening, may the force be with you. God, that was so lame. I shouldn't have Always. said that. God damn. But uh, we'll catch up with y'all later. Later. Burr, burr.